Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Grindstone Adventures. This is podcast episode seven. Um, we got some uh, dirty sons of bitches on here today. Uh, my buddies from college, uh, former roommate, sort of. We kind of sploofed the school a little bit and got two singles for the price of a double. And then one of our best buds. Um, so we'll, we'll start this off by saying we're all three ulcers, so take everything we say with a grain of salt. Um, but they are Nick Thomas and <laughs> don't mind the dog. That's Tank. Uh, it's Tank, but it's Nick Thomas and Tom McCauley. Um, so we'll, we'll get this started. How are you guys doing today? Uh, not too bad. Just got off work, man. I'm doing pretty good. I thought this was a hunting podcast. The podcast is a little bit of everything. The actual YouTube channel is where we're all hunting stuff and outdoor stuff. Like it'll be centralized. That's outdoors, hunting, fishing, uh, going riding in the mud, shed hunting, hiking, yeah. whatever. Um, so this, this is just guys being dudes. This is just guys being dudes. This is a way for me to blow off steam and catch up with my buddies. I like that. And learn some new things because uh, Elijah podcast I did with him, I don't know much about turkey hunting. It was still sort of hunting, but I don't know anything about turkey hunting. And Turkey hunting? He, my roommate is a lot He, he kind of he, he gave hunting. me some knowledge about turkey hunting. And then uh, I can't wait. Kane... Told me he actually showed me a lot about, or like explained a lot of stuff about technology for me. So, oh nice. Yeah, I, I learned some things on here. Ken Come, Donnelly? Yeah. Oh yeah. His yeah. episode just dropped today at 10 a.m. He's a good dude, man. Oh Donald, shout out to Donald. Yeah. He, shout he, out. What was his? Authentic, what's his rap it, name? It's it's Don Authentic. Shout out Don Authentic. Yep. yep. I was I was jamming. Shout him out for to like, Don. I've been jamming him for like the last 48 hours, dude. And he he put out some good stuff recently. There was a one song we used to jam out to. Rocky lot. Rock. Rocky Rock. Yep. yep. Jam that nice. today too. I got when we my did, Rocky me and Kane Rock. Rock podcast, we couldn't fucking remember what the name of it was. Mm-mm. But it's still on SoundCloud. He's in the process of switching now that over to Spotify and stuff. So, but your power gonna go out on us? <laughs> <laughs> the dog's gonna hit the wall every now and then. In which case, the lights will go out, but everything will be all right. It's uh, just an electrical miscommunication. I think that means your house is not up to code. That's what the electrician calls it. My dad is an electrician. <laughs> you might have to check it out. <laughs> you trust me to? No, not you. I said <laughs> you said your dad. I do side jobs with him. Oh, it's all right. No, please. Oh. I'd rather not. Why don't you guys catch us up? Tell us what you've been doing since we graduated. Well, I'm in school, like you. Um, grad school. and Where are you going to grad school at? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Okay. It's a small, it's like a Division two school, kind of like Walsh and Malone around here. Yeah. And then I'm also teaching on top of that until I get my license. So it's like a tutor job. What, and so, what are you trying to teach? Uh, PE health. What grade level? Or just generic? I, I'll be K through 12, so. Okay. We'll see. That's Through a my field experience, what I decide to do, but I really like it so far, so. Good. Yeah, it's good. How about you, Mad Dog? Um, so I've been bartending at uh, V-Dubs. Not surprised. Uh, yeah. Um, cutting back on drinking a little bit, but, you know, I'm stepping it up with the sales. So there that's go. good. Hey, crazy uh, how that works. Yeah, right? No, I uh, also got my substitute teaching license. So I've actually worked with old Nick here a couple times. We nice. have been in the same room with eighth graders at, it at one time, and it was a good experience. It was all right. For who? You were the it's actually <laughs> funny. What happened was I had a dream. One night that Tom and I were working in the same classroom. It was like, and then I woke up in the morning and just thought that was going to happen for some reason. And I texted Tom, I'm like, you should, for a side hustle, get your substitute teaching license 
and we could be in the same classroom together sometimes. So Axel's over here manifesting some shit in the reality. Pretty yes, much. that's literally what happened. <laughs> so we had I had that dream, told him about it. He's like, "All right, well, shoot, I'm gonna go get my teaching what, like my bucks teaching license." Well, it was um, yeah, it's between fifteen and hundred dollars. It's like uh, you just gotta take a test or get a no, license. No, no, not even. You have, have, a, you have a college. You have to have a college degree. Right, four year degree. I have criminal justice and sociology, which doesn't help. But I have a history minor. Uh, and then, well, let me tell you, of, that major wouldn't have helped anyways. Yeah, I know. But on top of the... Uh, <laughs> Any degree would do. Yeah. On top of that, it's just like a $100 charge, and then uh, like a background check. It takes like three or four weeks to complete. Really? Yeah. My background check to go in and do observation hours was done in like 30 minutes. Yeah. But well, then again, it was also the third background check I've done in the last four months. Yeah. So... I. Uh, yeah, mine took like a week or something like that. But well, my, there's a reason for that. I also had a open container that I had to uh, that to do further investigation into. Oh, okay. Any um, any actual like criminal charge within the last five years, expunged or not. So why did mine take long? Well, was how long was it? I had a public intoxication. I don't know. What year was it? They made me. Was right that sophomore or junior year? <laughs> that well, pissed yeah, on that guy's garage. That would have been. Yeah, I mean, I'd have been pushing it. <laughs> that like, was sophomore year. That would have been pushing on the time, but. They uh no they made me write down like any uh like legal trouble I've gotten into and other than speeding tickets or traffic violations I just didn't put anything down. Yeah, I probably <laughs> could have got away with it, but but yeah, I mean my job I had I I have a NSA background check cleared already because my job I work with radiation and radioactive material and if that falls out of our care and then someone else's they're like oh it could turn into a huge dirty bomb or something like that and national security problem so they they are training and which i mean our training is a lot of it's on job like they teach you how to do it and then like work the cranks and the camera and then from there it's all safety training that's it what is your job it's <laughs> uh, my they, dad asked when before i you came over and i was like <laughs> so my job honest, i have no idea my job title is a radiographer assistant or non-destructive testing assistant and what Think of a pipeline, and this is just generic because we can go into chemical factories and whatnot. So it has to do with oil and gas? Not necessarily, but just it's the easiest way to describe it. Think okay. of pipelines being laid in the ground. No product running through the pipe at all. They're laying it, welding it. So your welders go through, they weld the pipes together, and when they're done and out of a safe range, we go down in there with the radioactive source, and it's in a camera. Um, what it is, it's a radium-192. And it's like a pill that's no bigger than Tylenol capsule inside of this depleted uranium shell, which we call a camera, which is itself radioactive, but no big deal. I've carried it on my shoulder next to my head a few times. That explains a lot. Not really, because I did all the damage before this. Oh, okay. Uh, so then we go down into where they dished so did those welds, and then we take film, put it on the pipe, and what you do is you take the, it's a guide tube, you connect <clears> it to the camera, and then it's got a, and a stop on one end, and it's a lead collimator. It helps to keep the radio, radioactive waves going one direction. And on the back side of the camera, you have cranks that hook up, and it leads out to where we stand when we crank out and uh, radiation is exposed. So then we crank out, it shoots that little pill all the way down to the end of that thing to the collimator, right on top of the weld, and there's a X amount of time, depending on how thick your pipe is, how long, how big your weld is, whatever. Um, and then you just let the time run out. You crank it back in, and what that did is it threw the radiation heat from the pill onto the weld. 
and project it into the film. And then we take that film, depending on what kind of film it is, you run electronically through a computer or you do it like you pick like x-rays back in the day or how you develop film back in like the 20s with the dark room and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And then you go back and tell the welder, hey, your weld's good or your weld's bad. You got to cut it out and do it again. Makes sense. I guess I never thought of a job like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's... You it's need a, that. It, literally an easy That's job. Like cool. I've watched a lot of episodes of Sons of Anarchy on a pad because we can't get in there. Well, I hope until your boss isn't listening to this. It, even if you can, we have to be on site. Ah. What But the problem is, if your welders aren't moved up out of the safe area, we can't get in there and shoot right away. I mean, we could probably, but it will piss other people that work there off because then we're going to kick them out of their job, delaying their job, so we can do our job. Just kind of a lot of like dead downtime. Yeah. So what we do a lot of times when we're on them lines is we let them. They were running 320 or 220 inch lines and then a 24 inch water line. And we let them do one weld. I don't know, we'd probably we'd shoot about 16 welds a day and they would take all day. But we'd wait till they were so far ahead that we wouldn't even catch them. And our like the safe area, just I like to tell people the safest range just to be as radiographers, you're 80 foot back plus somewhere in there. I mean, there's a whole like different amount of boundaries based on how hot your pill is how much radiation is going to come off of it so i mean there's a whole bunch of things going to it but it's a pretty easy job and i say i watched most sons anarchy on it so now what's your uh like ppe equipment like uh we got dosimetry um it's like a little pill or pen looking thing and what you do is you stick it up in the light and you look through and it tells you how what your dosage is or that you picked up for that day you got to reset it every single morning and then uh, we have an alarm rate meter uh, the only thing i do with that is change batteries whenever it needs them and whenever it picks up radiation that is harmful it means you're too close but it'll scream like it'll be beeping off your hip yelling like a fire alarm uh so you'll know get the hell away and then there's film badges which won't tell you anything you got to send them off to get them checked in a lab every month you get a new one and the more radiation you get the it'll turn black mm-hmm. none of mine have ever turned black but I always find that funny, the radiation. People are scared of radiation. Like, when you get an x-ray, isn't it radiation? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're just sitting there. Similar, getting, similar getting to what an x-ray. Use. And then the guy, the doctor's like, oh, you're fine. As they Goes go behind, behind like a wall. <laughs> yeah. Behind glass. After they've stuck lead on top of your dick and your ass or whatever, your tits. Yeah, it, they're... It's like, basically, x-ray in the hospital is similar to how the rays shoot out. Like, there's different ways, different amounts of radiation, different types can go through different barriers. And... Yeah, we can tell some stories off the air. <laughs> I've, I've heard my alarm rate meter go off a few times, but it's not real scary. Um, it's definitely not a job I want to do for a long time. There's a lot of money to be made in this field, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not something I want to do for a long period of time because, you know, otherwise I just spent like 40, 50 grand on nothing. So True. <laughs> right. What do we have on the agenda? Oh... YouTube probably, well, I mean, YouTube especially won't be happy about a little bit of it because of your team. I won't be happy about a little oh, bit of it because NFL? of my team. Oh, yeah, we got to talk sports. Uh, yeah, we do. That's important. Um, there's a little bit of sports. There is the most recent Super Bowl because there were some uh, questionable calls, no calls during that entire there game. There were. Um, we got some skiing and some Ulster stuff and then some golfing because we've had some pretty good times golfing. We have. Speaking of my sports team, I want to shout out the uh, Muskingum University men's lacrosse team with their first game tomorrow. Is it really already that yep. fucking Seventeenth. Oh wow. So, We're getting old. They're yeah, gonna be the, uh, decent this the, year. Well, what's, what's the they got Hayes and Stiller good? The yeah. Well, <laughs> the kids that you knew when they were freshmen, they're yeah. now seniors. 
I didn't need to hear that. That's crazy. <laughs> but a lot of them still have a year of eligibility left, so I don't know if they're going to. Well, what's-his-face has two years of eligibility left because he keeps hurting himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Running joke. But, um, yeah, I don't know. They should be. Max pre- or something? I forget his name. Max? Roby. Roby. Yeah, I, I know. Roby, he, yeah, he uh, tore his, partially tore his ACL last year, redshirted. But, um, no, they uh, they should be pretty solid this year. I mean, they have the experience. I'm excited to go down and watch the track team, honestly, because that's what I'm going to coach when I get into coaching. For sure. Because I'd love to coach football, but we've all seen that temper flare a few times, and I don't need to deal with parents coming at me telling me I'm being too hard on their kids. So. That's fair. That's and part of it. There was a guy, wasn't it Northern Ohio, or was it Southwestern Ohio or something like that? Football coach actually got relieved of his job because of – a non-identified parent went and said they, he was being too hard on the students after losing last season. They, they relieved him of his job because he was doing his job. Sounds like the problem's losing. Cut losing. I don't, know what his re- I don't know what his record was. Yeah. But, yeah. Wait, why did they fire him? Sorry. Because he was being too hard on his players. Oh. For losing. And from what the description read, it was just verbal saying, oh. you know, you guys didn't do your job or whatever, probably. I mean, no coach in their right mind is going to be like, hey, you guys freaking suck today. Like, I could have hey, had a field of Labradors that did better than you. True. I mean, there's that one funny video where the guy's like, yeah, what do you want me to say? We all suck tonight. People want me to win. Yeah. You guys know what that video is? No? No. Oh, it was a gag. It, it was supposed to look like he just lost his last game of the year and whatnot. It was funnier than hell to watch. But it was before TikTok's time. So get it out. Get 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 uh get your Browns jokes out of the way now. Let's hear. Um, uh, nope, nope. Not making any Browns jokes now that Big Ben's gone. The, See, there's yeah. not much to talk about with the Browns. There I will is, say there the is, Browns though. have a loaded roster and their coach is ba- holding them back. Our quarterback, our coach, our quarterback. The coach Baker, is fine. Baker is a game this manager. Is why we you can can't win talk with Baker. About the Browns. Well, no, yeah, and he healthy. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski is a genius. He is a genius, but he needs to give over play calling responsibility to somebody else because he has had poor time management this last season Our and in crucial games. was broken. That's exactly why I think he's it fell on the coach this year, not Well, the yeah, he shouldn't have played him. I yeah. That, but. I mean, yeah. I, I'll give props to Baker. Like, shout out to Baker. I, I don't like the Browns, but I'm a Baker fan because of his attitude and the way I, he plays I agree. the game. He is tough. But the you and me have both had shoulder surgeries. I like Baker. That, that's a tough one to play through. But he did struggle. See, the way I see it, though, is. I think it's a lack of having a backup quarterback. Case Keenum did good. Well, if we Keenum, have a great backup. If Case Keenum. Divisional round mean? No, winner. He's like one of the best backups in the league. He, well, probably on, pa- the best. on paper, but here's what I'm saying, though. If Case Keenum would have showed himself in practice when Baker's hurt. Maybe he practice, did. Maybe they were still like, well, riding also, Baker. Or maybe he, showed, maybe, he, maybe he didn't show them enough maybe, that he was, maybe you know, that's, still has it. Because you've you seen Burrow come out with that MCL sprain in the Super Bowl. And he said, I'm not leaving this game. Maybe Baker kind of had the same pool with the offense and saying, yeah, I'm not for, coming out no matter what. 14 weeks, though? You never know. Well, I mean, we're not inside the organization. The problem was Baker was too hurt to play, but he didn't act like it. So they were like, oh, we're going to play him because he's fine. J.J. Watt he completely was destroyed that shoulder. That one hit where he landed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh dude, I, I almost threw up. Yeah, like, that was foul. That brought back ghost pain in my shoulder. I'm tired of the Watt brothers. We've had it with the Watt brothers. I don't want to hear about the the Watt brothers right now because we're still paying Derek Watt so much money to play him four downs a game. But I will say I do think the Browns will be really good next year. He's a special teams player. He is. He did make some good tackles, but what are we paying for? He almost had like a um, Shazier type situation happen on punt once. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot. He he, like he went like blasted himself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Apparently, I used to play like that, but I don't believe it. I don't know. Never saw you in the Steelers uniform. No. Yeah. Talking for the ball. record, Fear was never playing for the Steelers. That's that's a that's a given. <laughs> I mean, Nick kidding. Nick was a supposedly an All American. Nope, it <laughs> <He> wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Who was uh? Who's your next quarterback? Uh, if I had to, what my ideal situation the way I would want him to do it, um, Kenny Pickett or the Liberty University quarterback falls to the uh, Steelers to twentieth. Yeah, Malik blows. Um, both have good arm strength. Both have good mobility. Good. I'd say um, Kenny Pickett has better field vision. Um, so he he he'd be a better field general quarterback. Whereas Malik Willis is more of today's NFL, where he can move and he can make something out of nothing, well, like the original guy Ben Roethlisberger could have done back in his prime. You know what the issue is that they have with Kenny Pickett? Small hands. Small hands. And I don't think that's a real issue. <laughs> no. See, you that's, know what, that's BS. You know what I wish my Browns would have done is uh, so kind of like what Pittsburgh could do right now. Say they draft a guy. I like, want him to draft him and then sit him for a couple years to learn. Say they draft. Like say they draft Kenny Pickett, a guy who has lived in Pittsburgh. The last what three four years of his life? Yeah, maybe longer. I don't know. I where mean, he, he's, school. he's played at Heinz Field. Yeah, that's where Pitt plays. Right. That to me that makes sense. You draft a guy in your own backyard. Just They're like never gonna get just like up. Detroit's trying to, to get up. Aiden Hutchinson. He might fall to twenty because this is not a very stacked quarterback class. I don't, I don't fall. believe these mock drafts. I don't like. I mean, I know typically I do kind of like the way they're running though. I don't know about the picks and stuff though, but Alabama's tackles going number one overall in my mind. Clear. I think day. Hutchinson. Or that kid from Oregon. That I think Hutchinson's going to go to Detroit. I have no idea. I think he's going to stay in Michigan. But no, I played. do think that the edge rushers is going to be heavy in this draft because there is a ton of them. What about for Pittsburgh, Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo? What about one of those two instead of drafting? If Carson Wentz goes to Pittsburgh, I would. I will. I'll cry. Because he is a fumble like motherfucker. I mean, what he, he likes to uh, throw some picks, which I like. Yeah, yeah I know you guys. Like it. <laughs> but for your sake, though, what if it's just like a band aid? What if it's like a like he was a? We already have the band aid. We just need to resign him. Mason what, Rudolph. D- no, Dwayne Haskins. Ah, he is He can be with the right leadership and the right potential and the right team around him. We've seen what he could do at Ohio State. I'll tell you what. If you're not, yeah, if I mean, you're, but that's a rough band aid, right? I it's think, only got to be a couple years. I think if you're Pittsburgh, I've also seen picks. some where Sam Howell from North Carolina might Sam go to Howell's Pittsburgh. Right. I, I, think, I don't like Sam Howell's gameplay. Like he's a tough son, son of a gun, but he's just he's failed in every big situation he's ever been in. Yeah, but I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing losing record. That's because the quarterback just retired. Right. <laughs> okay, but if you want to keep that streak, because Big Ben that season Mike he did get is hurt. A great coach, though. He's a great leader. He's a legend. Tony, if you get if you sign Carson once to a one year deal, I'd rather have Jimmy G. Steelers, but I think Jimmy G. stays in San Fran this year. I, I, I think mean, I think he stays in San Fran. This I think year. that would make sense, but I think they're too high on Trey Lance. I think Kyle Shanahan is the quarterback whisperer. Nick, why don't you look up the uh, draft, the draft, uh, the mock draft? When the mock you, draft. When you guys draft eighteen. Doesn't really matter for us. I think we got to go. We got to go defensive tackle. Well, what's his name? Just got arrested naked. He, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't on a team. He was though. naked at an he elementary wasn't on school. Team, though. He had been released by you guys preseason. Malik McDowell? Yeah. No, I'm almost positive. He, he started like almost every game for us. Yeah, he was a beast. Really? Like a dog. Kid from Michigan State? Yeah. He, he, he came out of jail, but. Yeah. What did he do? Like beat someone up naked or? No, I think this was his second drug, drug charge. 
Yeah. Okay, so you're right about the Alabama lineman. They have him going number one he, with dude, the Jags. Evan Neal is his name. He's a stud. Then they have Aiden Hutchinson, the edge, going to the Lions yeah, in Michigan. I think he stays in Michigan. Let's see who they have the Steelers and Browns taking since that's our two teams. Um, I think the Browns ought to. Okay, so they have the Steelers. I think the Browns need a solid star capability. At wide pick receiver. nine, drafting Matt uh, Corral, oh, Ole Miss quarterback. Ole Miss. He's cool. He's a good guy. <laughs> Who the, who's drafting that? Browns? No, no Steelers. Browns are pick 13. You take away the bowl game, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, he blasted See, his See, I ACL. want the Browns to pick well, he's up all right, that though. They, like, he's, he's fine. Oh, he's thank a, God. No, he, just, he, <laughs> he ain't made no headlines. He got knocked out of the game, and I don't think anything serious happened. Good, good they for him. The Browns picking Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. I think that's probably a good pick. I think the Browns need I a good wide receiver. That is, Why so would you not draft good. one of the guys that has lived in Columbus? Like the Husky baby. Did Olave declare? Olave and uh, I figured that would have made huge headlines. It did. Olave yeah. and uh, Garrett Wilson. Either one of those. There guys. has been speculation that Olave is a poor. I don't know how you'd say it. I don't know if I agree with it because I haven't watched him enough to play, but, like, whenever chips are down, he, like, he gets kind of like Tom Brady without the production where he gets mouthy on the sidelines. Uh, I mean, they did, they both did sit out of the Rose Bowl. That wasn't for that reason, though. They sat out for ah, the reason sure that the old Miss quarterback got hurt. Sure it wasn't because they lost to Michigan. They just what are you guys talking about? Alave and... Garrett Wilson. Oh, those guys are studs. Oh, yeah, they're studs. I mean, of course they're going to get mouthy. The wide receivers. The wide receivers talk a lot they're, of crap. That's all they know. And the, this is not Besides. meant to be a direct shot, but it is at the same time because he knows I love him. Darius, wide receivers are prima donnas. 100% prima donnas. Yes. He's are. not even going to hear this. but No, he's not <laughs> listening to this. If he would, though. If he would. You know, I don't care what receiver I know growing up or whatever. Wide receivers are straight prima donnas, followed by defensive backs, mainly corners. Well, you got to have some balls to play corner. Yeah. Cover a bigger guy than you, one-on-one. Hey, zero. Not always one-on-one, but. I just say, that's why I liked outside linebacker. Miskam just figured I'd be better at safety until they realized I was slow as fuck. You know, they put you in a really good spot at the end, though. <laughs> All right, come uh, with the jokes early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what else is on the agenda? <laughs> uh, oh, we got another, like, hour to go. Oh, I was just curious. Yeah, I just want to see what's on. Uh, Super Bowl, golfing, yeah. skang them. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about that crooked Super Bowl. Dude. How about the fact Matt Stafford let this lady break her spine? Didn't care. Dude, I know. <laughs> he just looked at it and goes, Kelly, you can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, but it's, it, it's time, it like, a little. At least he paid for everything. But, I mean, what was he going to do? It's not oh, like he paid for I know they set up a GoFundMe for her. I didn't know he, he paid, paid for, for everything. everything. Her cameras, her new, got her new cameras. And the uh, spine. Man, that's that's a rough Her one. Her new spine? Her new spine. That's rough. Like, I wonder, I wonder how tall that stage was. I, I, I that's a great question. Because from, from, like, from the video, it looks like she just fell. Right. Like, like she, on the ground. So, yeah, no I big think, deal. I think he's catching a lot of flack, though. Like, I mean, he, Yeah, he what's he going to do? He's, what, a bottle of tequila in? He just won the Super Bowl, and he's expected to put her in a C-spine? Right. Like, come on. Like, you could you could throw the same shade for Aaron Donald. He had to have been somewhere around there. Like, why couldn't... Superman catcher. Yeah. I mean, like, if I win the Super Bowl in Madden, like, I'd pretty much get drunk for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, on my uh, Madden 21 team, I I made myself a coach of the Giants, and I'm, like, been rebuilding the O-line. I've rebuilt the defense, been rebuilding the O-line, and I put a 
Band-Aid over quarterback with Jameis Winston, and he sucks so bad. Old crab legs. And oh, he also was supposed to have small hands coming out of the draft, so that's something you might know about it. Also, bad eyesight, which I feel like is important. He, that, that is a true thing, though. Yes. He does have bad eyesight. But he did get laser did, eye surgery he? when he went to the Saints. Good for him. So he might be a Hall of Famer. If now, the I Saints are smart, they bring him back now that Sean Payton's gone. I would, too, because Jameis Winston, I mean, he, he can be a stud. He's, I like Of him. his draft class or quarterbacks that came in around the same time he did, him, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, are the only quarterbacks to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. But... Here's something else. He also went 30 for 30. Yes, he did go 30. (laughs) And for for people that don't understand that reference, he threw for 30 touchdowns and 30 picks in the season. And if you play Madden at all, you realize how many picks that is because even in Madden in a bad season, you're throwing 14, 15 picks. But he did throw for like the most touchdowns that year if you're counting defensive touchdowns also. Right. (laughs) Threw for like 42. Yeah. You guys remember David Carr? We were in high school. Yeah. He was quarterback for the Texans. And in yeah. his last two seasons, he got benched and then ended up retiring because he was known as the pick six quarterback. Like every pick yeah. he Well, he was, was going through a lot of problems. Like he was an alcoholic and going through Yeah, and his wife had left him or whatnot. Yeah. But his brother turned out to be a better quarterback, anyways. I listened to him. He subbed in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show, and he was really good. Derek? Like he, yeah, or no, or uh, David, David Carr. Yeah. He, he's a great. He's, he's like, like he's on NFL. Is he on ESPN or NFL Network? He does. Uh, he's an analyst. That's probably NFL him. Network because that's where Rich Eisen is. I say everybody thought Tony Romo was going to be a great sportscaster because of his rookie season doing that, and then he comes out this year and he's, he's like, dude, hop off this other team's. Back. I don't mind him. What's up? He the, sounds like he drinks a bottle of wine before he. Yeah, know, he does. Starts yep. announcing mm-hmm. games and he like says things that are just like. Whoa. It, but I kind of enjoy you guys that. see Brady hopping in the press box anytime. That'd no. be awesome. No, his wife will have his nuts in a casket. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a good golfer. Good Golf commentator. I feel like if anybody's going to commentate, it's got to be Gronk and Brady together. I love those two together. I don't know. I don't think It'd be like talking to like a really smart guy and then like a third grader. I know, but that's what's awesome because they have such a great friendship. Which Gronk also said if he comes back next year, he wants to go to Cincy. I don't see that happening because they got Usama. I don't see Gronk coming back. And Eifert wants to go to, back to Cincy too. Yeah, I'd stay retired if I was him. I'd enjoy those moments. Although that's not saying much for us. We have a really accomplished idea. Yeah, I'd love to just be a practice squad Well, that's not true. You person. did a... Uh, what did you do? You've accomplished a lot of things in your life. Yeah, I mean, I bought a dog. And, it's, and he's with us right now. He is. <laughs> um, I bought a dog. I mean... What else other accomplishments do you have? You still driving the Volvo? <laughs> is that in the car? <laughs> not, it, it would be if you bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I drive the Volvo with 130,000 miles on it. That I put personally probably awesome. close to like 400 miles on. Yeah, we did. We drove to North Carolina in the Volvo and visited our buddy, Evan Maley. Shout out, Evan Maley. That was a great, that was a great weekend. Yes. We actually went back with uh, my high school buddies and visited Evan again, and I that was that. also awesome. How much Weather that was better. How much do you so remember that of that one? Nice. Oh, all of it. I say our trip down there, I don't remember a whole lot. Yeah. No, I remember I boiled his deer head for him. <laughs> we were out back, yes, I dug a hole did. and boiled his deer head. Well, you remember a lot. Is it memory loss? CTE. I mean, everybody that listens to this probably already knows I was a raging alcoholic for at least six years of my life. So there's the combination of CTE and alcohol. And now, look at you. Yeah, Don't look, remember shit. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look, dude, I came up with this scenario. I had this scenario playing in my head earlier knowing I was coming up here, right? And I'm like, 2028, Mad Dog Macaulay is a cop. 
and serving the greater area. Nick Thomas and Zach Fuhr are educators of our youth. Co-history teachers. (laughs) America is burning. Life is good. (laughs) You imagine that. Mm, That'd be great. Well, it's going to happen someday, I guess. Yeah. Next podcast episode. Probably for you guys. Everybody's been on, said they'd come on again, but I don't know. I've been trying to get some reputable names on here. I've reached out to former Muskingum professors. I've reached out to Sandra. What'd she say? She said she needed to check it out, and then I don't know if there's an email problem, um, but she hasn't gotten back to me. She said she wanted to see if it was worth her time. Sandra is the head of the sociology department at Muskingum University. And we graduated the coolest, Just so you know. The coolest fraternity advisor ever. We love you, Sandra. We do love her. Shout out, Sandra. She's got some great advice. Shout out, Sandra, advice. But I also... Uh, tried to get Dr. Hilton to come on, and Dr. Hilton said she was just too swamped with work and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, she, she'll rue the day because when this gets famous, right. she, she'll be like, I want on now. It's oh, like, she, wait till, she didn't say she wouldn't do it in the future. She oh, said okay. she was just so swamped right now she couldn't do it. I mean, she's her her daughter's, what, grade school or something like that, and she's got all these papers and stuff because she did just come off sabbatical. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she's swamped. One time I she got mad at me when we were at the boat regatta. She oh, said, somebody gosh. said something about war... And I said, well, technically speaking, oh, you there hasn't been that. a war since the last, you know, the present. What was the World last? World War Two. Yeah, World War Two. Everything's been a conflict. Yeah, everything's then. a conflict. And I said that, and she like looked at me, and she was like, "Are you gonna say that to the millions of lives that have died during this?" I'm like, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Like, it's been serious. I was just saying it as a general statement. Right. She was pretty mad. I mean, I was like, ah, oh, my bad. Le- legally and technically, it is the truth. However. When you think of Afghanistan or Iraq, right. you call, definitely it, wars, you call yeah. it Iraq war, but I was Afghanistan just, war. You know, at the boat regatta. Yeah, I, like, I honestly, they stopped using the word conflict right before Desert Storm. They don't call Desert Storm even a conflict or a war. They call it Desert Storm, um, which was technically the, name ever. the first. Very it was cool. actually like the first war, war into modern. Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was right after Kosovo and stuff like that and Somalia. But... Uh, the only things that were ever called conflicts were Korea and Vietnam. I have a and Vietnam's one. more regarded as a war anyways. I have a Dr. Hilton story. So, uh, oh, John Dowdell, you know, oh, part of Grindr. Oh, my goodness. Squints. Um, Is this going to be something no, I'm going to need to edit out later? No, no, no. So, uh, we had a fire in my house one time. Uh, I lived off campus, and I... Oh, your little piggy's all right, by the yeah, way? Yeah, he ended up burning my toes really bad, right? <laughs> and I couldn't really wear a shoe for a couple months. You know, it was in the winter time too. And uh, Dr. Hilton sees me, like, maybe the day after, like, two days after. And she looks at me and says, did John do this? And I said, yes. And she said, you need better friends. And then she just walked away. I don't know if she's even ever said that to me. I've had a lot of conversations with her, too. I know she does not like that, man. John? Yeah. She doesn't like him because of the incident up on the crossfields. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look. that was a whole ordeal. I wasn't there, but, like... My time at Muskingum, after hearing about it, I was like, oh, that's that's funnier than hell. See, and then looking back that. at it, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's a dipshit for that. See, I remember playing in that game, and I just watching all the things that were happening. And I'm like, this is hilarious. I yeah. didn't see one parent that was scared, scared for their life. I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> because I, a guy was dressed up as Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping the fence. Oh, It would have made it better is if he like tripped and fell on purpose getting over the fence. Like Hot Rod. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out John Dodo, too. Shout out John Dodo. Shout out Squints. That kid's a character. He's engaged now. Do you believe that? Good for him. Congrats. Shout out 
Kylie. Kylie. <laughs> yeah, her. Pay shilling. Yeah, her. See, the two people when we were at Miss Game living in the Ulster house. Maybe we should edit last names because I don't know if she'd, uh, she she might not want to be on this. You said her last name? Yeah, I just did. You should probably edit that one after this. <laughs> Sorry, 30 minutes. All right. Shout out editor. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the host. Yeah, shout out edit. The That's two people awesome. in college I've never seen that were going to get in long-term relationships right out of college were definitely you, Nick, and Squints. You two both had this humongous fear of commitment. What do you college. consider a long-term re- relationship? Anything over three months. Oh, okay. Yeah, me either. At some point, you got to. So they say. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, once you get a golden retriever, you're pretty much down for commitment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the standard nowadays? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like Mike Tomlin, that is the standard. The standard is the standard. D- DTC, man, down to commit. Man, Nobody man. goes on a date with a white kid that has a golden retriever and is like looking for a one-night fling. This is commitment mm-hmm. written all over it. If they are, do not hit up Nick Thomas. He's happily taken people. Stay you know, away. We've talked about before that when you first got your little puppy tank, you got him at the worst time possible because I pretty like much shut down. COVID. It was the best time to get a dog because I had nothing else to do. Right, but except play with him. You missed all like the like the you know like you could have taken the dog to like a dog park. Met some girls there because you had a cute little puppy. You kind of miss those. Well, I mean, look at him. He can still do that. He's just a full-grown dog. Look at him. He's sploofed out on the floor. He's sploofed <laughs> out. He goes crotch to carpet for sure. He's enjoying life. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen him eat a lot of McDonald's. It's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, I've seen you eat a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> I've seen Tom eat a lot. I've, I've seen Tom eat a lot of uh, a lot of things. Kid me, I work out every day. But you also eat and do a bunch For of stuff. For the record, I'm six foot, two hundred and five pounds, and shredded, and full of bullshit. <laughs> None of us were ever shredded. Wow. Well, no, that's not true. I have a hoodie. I mean, on. I was. Nobody can really tell. What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. I say, I mean, we all had pretty strict workout regimens when we were in college, and then I actually work I was, out four, t- four or five times a week now. I, I'm back to it now, but I, I, eat, been, I eat like crap though. I have to get. In, I have to get in a really good shape. It's all on your diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, you have to have good certain things in your diet to propel you into it. It's both. It's balance. Yeah, but, yeah, you gotta have balance. But the diet's huge. Portion control. That's the way that's I view huge. it. Like people that say, "Oh, I'm gonna lose weight," and they chunk it off or do something different, and then they go back to eating. They're like, "Oh, I got it off," and then they gain it right back. It's like you could have just taught yourself portion control and slowly backed it off healthily. What I do is I like I'll uh, I'll run like two or three days a week for like an hour. I need to get back to running. But then, I mean, I, I, again, I just started lifting again. Um, but then I'll also like just lift like you know two or three other days a week, so I just kind of balance it out. The thing about Ohio is winter; everybody's all bundled up all the time, yeah, and you're you're not going outside and doing stuff, and everybody gets a little thicker. I get thicker every winter, Dude. but I also in the summer I run so much, like I run outside every day almost. Yeah. So in the winter, I always put on like an extra eight to ten pounds. Right at the end of September, naturally. Last year. I was sitting at 205 pounds, wasn't working out, wasn't doing anything. I was drinking, and I was on my big barbecue binge, and I still kind of am. i just not on it as much since I don't live at home anymore and don't have a smoker. I was 205 pounds eating barbecue and drinking beer all the time. Uh, January, I don't know, 15th or something, I weighed myself, and I was down to 163 pounds. Wow. I don't recommend the way I did it, but... Right now you are? No, I'm back up to like 175, 180. Ah, okay. That's pretty healthy for you. 
Yeah, that weight was healthy. Two hundred five was a little yeah. heavy, but I could have like definitely worked it into be a healthy two hundred five. But I just wasn't doing the right things. Lifting. I don't lift now. Still, like I stay away from lifting weights because my joints got so bad over the yeah. three months, four months. I couldn't get my medication. I now I'm doing a prison workout. I sit. I do body weight squats, push ups. Uh, Prisoner squats, up. like Coach Wetzel told us to do. Yeah, I just, Shout out Coach Wetzel. I just do those <laughs> sit-ups, and I do dips off my bed, and that's all I do. And I, I watch what I eat now, too. See, I, I have the polar opposite. I uh, I weigh about exactly the same that I weighed in high school. I say, you haven't looked like you changed much. No. Like I weighed like 185 in high school. Maybe a little bit of a dirty Sanchez, but that's yeah. about it. I'm growing a kick-ass beard right now. But, uh, <laughs> can't tell yeah, you can't. it's a podcast. I do have a face made for radio. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, like, I've been the same size. Uh, I feel like sometimes like my arm or leg definition, like I noticed that a lot. But That's one thing that made me sad over the last couple months. You guys from muscles to your gut, though, you know? <laughs> one thing that made me sad over the last couple months is I'd be looking at my biceps. I'm like, man, what the hell happened to those? They look like bookmarks now. Bookmarks. Hmm. Flat. Yeah. That's a new one. What all guests have you had on this, though? This My show? biceps look like dictionaries. <laughs> More bullshit coming. <laughs> <laughs> pocket dictionaries. What uh, who, What all guests have you had on here so far? My first guest was my buddy from high school, Lane Kugler. Um, he was in the Army. And then second guest was... Uh, Stephen Fondras, who's the VP of Grindstone Adventures. Okay. Um, and then third was old Kalijah. That one was one of my favorites because that one was fun. Is Grindstone Adventures trademarked? It is in the process. The paperwork's filed and everything. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. I just haven't gotten anything back yet. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, tried to do a podcast with my buddy. The microphone I had shit out. So I had to buy a new mic and I had to re-record his. So he's not podcast for anymore kane is actually podcast for and it dropped today um every podcast drops every friday at 10 a.m and then i have yet to edit joe's but joe is also a buddy from home and in active duty army right now and he's getting ready to go out to montana for his next duty station and then you, you guys are number seven number six was supposed to be the other group of guys from down there at school tangle chrissy colin bulk and witty and there's a scheduling conflict between Chrissy and the day we had scheduled, he had to go protect the president. So we're technically... I don't think we can talk about that. Oh, he just had training. But, uh, yeah, you guys are technically seven, so you'll drop at seven. I'll get... Oh, I'll probably change the number, actually, to six. That doesn't matter. Uh, that depends. I'm supposed to record with them next this coming week. But what a shootout we'll order. Oh, it doesn't matter. I can always change the number. Nice know we're number seven on the list. I'll take it. You honestly didn't message me about getting involved until number four. I am glad that, I mean, I'm on lists. I'm not even on a list of, like, all the other podcasts you know in the of. world. So <laughs> this is cool that I'm on one. Yeah. Like I said, I'm trying to get some reputable people on. The head e esports coach at Muskingum, I'm trying to get him on there. That'd be cool. Actually, well, Esports is super great for that college because all the, like, every new sport and activity they do, like they have so archery now. It brings in money from those kids just going. I don't want to talk about there. archery. I'm pissed they didn't have that while I was there. That's no. sweet. And there was that one guy I saw. I don't know his name, but he was like honored in archery. He must have won an award or something. Mm. But he did really good. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that guy. This isn't the 
Muskingum has gone to a couple esports coaches now, right? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. I haven't I done much research. I imagine it being a very lucrative. I like. I don't know. Well, the guy who does it, who's the head coach now, you should find that out. Um, I think there's been three or four. Yeah. Off top of my head, for only having it for three or four years. Four years, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look how many lacrosse coaches they went through. Two. Yeah. And wrestling coaches. Hey, you know what? They've only women. had two football women. coaches in the last hundred well, years. Women, women yes. <laughs> um, but he, I, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I actually ran track with the esports coach now. Atmos game. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we called him Murph. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. See, he played that on our uh, football team that one year. No, it's the only thing I coach five. No. no. But uh, shout out Murph. Yeah, he, he's a pretty good video gamer. It's his last name, Murph. But we always call him Murph. He's a gamer. Like yeah, I, I know. Yeah, tall, bald, with a beard. Yeah. yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Always like running, hanging out with him and stuff. Uh, I don't remember why he had to leave the track team, but. I think he ended up actually leaving the school or something like that and then coming back. But yeah, I'm well, trying to get him let on him there. Explain that. Yeah. yeah, another episode, hopefully. I'm trying to get a schedule with him right now and don't have his number, so it's hard to get a hold of him and stuff, Twitter messages. But I've also been in the works. Um, actually, this Sunday, I have the late, late, no, nah, that's not the right word. The former. One of the greatest linebackers to ever play in this game from 2000. Cheney Fulton? No, not Cheney. The other one. Mick Fischel? No. Nope. Yep. Wow. Okay. Shown. What a good friend you are. Right? I was thinking older guys. Oh. Well, they they played multiple years. Yeah. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> He's a stud. Oh, yeah. I love Sean. Get out of here. <laughs> I would love to get Fish on here, but Fish doesn't talk, so he wouldn't do this. Um, Cheney, I don't know if I have any way to get a hold of him. So. I mean, I love Cheney, but you might not want to because, you know what I mean? Like, you piss him off, dude. It could be the end of you. No, Cheney loves me. Yeah. Cheney loves me. When I came in freshman year to the fo- football program, good they guy. moved me up to varsity. I was the first freshman moved up. And Cheney grabbed a hold of me the first game day. I didn't even play that day. I just dressed. And he grabbed me, up, grabbed me by the collar. I felt like I was going to my tippy toes, but it probably wasn't. And he put me up against one. He's like, Coach never moves any freshman up, so you better take this seriously and absorb everything and pay attention and do anything you're asked to do. And I was like... You know, greenhorn deer in headlights look like, yes, sir. Because <laughs> at that time, we heard some tall tales about Chaney. Chaney's uh, a beast. Yes, he is, man. Tall tales of his accolades off the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also at that great, point, but... which come to learn later that season and the next season, he's a great guy. Oh, absolutely. He's a teddy bear until you great touch guy. that trigger. But Yeah, he is an on and off switch. He, he's a great guy. One of the, probably the best football player I've ever been yeah, on the same not team just with. linebacker. He could have played safety, D end, running he, back. Like I had Turner. He could have played so many positions. I ran track, cool. and uh, I was fast. If there was things in my way to jump over, that was the only way I was fast. And not even college standards was I fast. But like I was, I had some decent quickness to me. On the field, I had a different level of field speed. And like I said, I wasn't fast and normal. See, like I could race anybody, and I probably lose. Cheney. What is he, like 6'3", 240 pounds when he played? I don't know, he's probably 6'1". 6'1". Was he 6'1"? I'd say it's been a while since I've seen him. This dude had incredible vision. His field speed was, you know, I'm not an NFL scout, but I'm going to say NFL quality field speed. His sideline to sideline was impeccable. It was brain racking. Mm. Dude was nuts. I mean, he racked up over 120 tackles every year he played from freshman year to his fifth year. I feel like this game always has a great linebacker. They like did. They had Cheney, 
Fish. Fish. They had Zach Wilson also, but you probably don't know Zach Wilson. He was senior when. No, I know you're talking about there. number 42. I yeah. remember. He Zach played Barry. with Shane. Zach Barry. Zach Barry. Zach Barry. Zach Barry. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Barry. Dude, um, dude that was so hard to. Shout out Zach Barry. <clears throat> shout out Muskingum linebacker. No, dude, Zach Barry and I. Because uh, there was a lot of Barry's freshman year. There was a D lineman named Barry something or other. He was pretty damn good, dude, too. Zach Barry and I, we used to. Uh, he was, uh, I don't know, I think my first semester, he was probably like a fifth year senior. Like yeah, his he'd, last. he'd run out of eligibility. Yeah, but uh, I just remember, like, we'd, uh, we're both in the bait shop, like, like the same time period. Dude lived there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I would, I would talk to him, that. like, every day. I don't know if he, like, ever knew my name, but he was just a really cool dude. He was down there. I believe his major was something to do with farming. And as soon as he graduated, he got out and went back to the farmlands. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. Doing cool what he guy. wants to do. Dude had a drive, made Cheney's drive look weird and less capable, but Barry's drive was nuts. Like, dude was focused. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that dude. Yeah, he was really he popped his shoulder out during practice one week, and he walked over, popped it back on, like got on his knees, popped it back in on the on the turf, got back into play, like nothing had happened. Didn't like even scream or nothing, like. And then three games in a row, he got it popped out, and ref saw it, so they made him go off the sideline to get looked at. And what he did is he held on to someone, and then did it again off the bench, and then would go back in. I'm looking at this as a freshman, and never having a major injury in my life ever. Looking at that going, what in the hell did I just sign myself up for? Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say, though, is, like, uh, I think guys like Chaney or Zach, though, if you look at, like, their physical stature and size. They don't look like much. They're, well, <clears throat> they, I, see, I think I, I kind of disagree. I don't think that when you think of D3 football, those are not the type of guys you They look like of. me. No, they're bigger than you. They're bigger. <laughs> Chaney's no. probably, Chaney's a big guy right now, and. Uh, Zach Barry's bigger than you. Zach yeah. Barry's actually the same height as me. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I'm Probably saying, like, height. I think, I always saw just the way those guys walked around. They had, they had a chip on their shoulder. They looked like guys that, like, were, like, better than D3. Like, I think going to I a... Mean, but then again, they're not, because look at all those good D3 players. Like, look at Mount guys. Oh, yeah. Mount guys... But I think when you... Could, I don't I'm not saying they couldn't have I'm, Mount, I'm just Mount, saying that D3... Mount guys, guys, guys that were too dumb to make it in Division One academically... Or D2. And got kicked out. Or also D2. D2. And Mount would bring them in... To there to play, oh, yeah. and then their coach, he's long gone now. I think they're on their second coach since him, and he, whatever he did, I mean, they ended up getting degrees or whatever. So I mean, he did something right. He helped someone get a piece of paper, and got him an education. But he would Mount's titles in my mind are tainted because of the way they recruited and stuff. I, I mean, they still did. They're still dog ass players, like the great ass athletes and stuff like that. Like committing to go play like D three football, and I didn't think I'd see guys like that. Right. I th- like my thought going into is like, oh, D three, you're gonna see guys like your size, your weight, your same speed. And yeah. then when you get there, you're like, wow, these guys are. It makes you realize how big the country is. You're like, okay, football is just football everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's why we love it, though. Always loved it. I remember in high school we had this thing called a square drill, four foot by four foot square, and goal oh, was four square. Yeah, f- only we take four. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did have a drill called four square too, um, but. What we do is you're in that square, all football legal moves, you have to drive the other person out of the square. You can't hold, you can't hip toss, no face mask, no horse collar, none of that crap. And I used to call out the biggest guy on our team every time. Dude, always oh, call out the Always get guy. my ass kicked. I mean, the guy was 5'11". One of my good friends this day ran track with me. He honestly could run a 100-meter dash in, uh, I don't remember if it was 10, no, it wasn't 10, it was like 11 two. Something like that. This dude was quick, and he was like 240 pounds, 5'11". Freaking tank, Tyler Dodd. 
Tyler Dodd. I used to call him out and get my ass beat every day at practice in high school. Who was the one running back, Carlton? Didn't Carlton have, like, a D1 running back? He went to Westlip D2, and then I don't know what happened, but it was Tyler. Here's my theory on calling out the biggest guy. You have nothing to lose. Exactly. You get get your ass beat, okay. Nobody expected you you to win. Exactly. You beat him? You're the big dog now. Always call it the and big no guy. And no one ever fucks with you after they see you. Now, here's the problem. When you become the big guy and other people start calling you out, right. that's when it's like, all right, I got to defend my throne, and that sucks. Do you remember my first day of contact football? Oh, I'll Gingham? never forget. At Miss Gingham? I called out the big dog. You he, called out Jordy. Hands with hands with <laughs> Shout out Jordy Scanley. Yeah. Oh, that was that was freaking hilarious. That I'll tell you great. right. Like, I just turn around, and I just hear a bunch of yelling. Content. First day we first day we had shoulder pads Team. on and I hear there's a fight and I'm like what the f-? yeah <laughs> it was awesome I say what though like I I think I gained like a little bit like you got respect for I the got team some, for it I got respect a little bit I oh, get yeah. what you were because the thing is the running back is 235 pounds and we aren't allowed to hit low so we have to chest up with them and, and we he chest up with a 235 pound running back well, he's just gonna bust <clears throat> through you and make your head spin all we day. weren't even supposed to have contact I think it was yet. you he hit. I think it was you he hit. I mean, yeah. He hit, I remember he hit exactly you, and then, like, oh, like, your feet are dead because, like, you just stopped. And then he, like, hit you again. And I said something, like, stupid to him. Yeah. And it turned into a pushing match. And then you threw the I first lost one. my helmet, and I was like, fuck it, we're throwing. I never, I never understood this. <laughs> I, no, I, I didn't Why take... would you throw fists with a guy that still has his helmet on? Yeah. Because I don't understand because you're, it. You're hard. Yeah. Until you're sitting on the sideline for six weeks because you broke your hand. Because I'm built different. And then he called you. What Wait, did he call you? Well, he had a nickname. Egghead. <laughs> <laughs> he punched you in that egg. Yeah, the small head. That's classic. That's nuts. Oh, man. There was a lot of good times down there in that field. And, like, the worst part about me being the equipment manager and having keys to a lot of different buildings in that campus that other students didn't have keys to is every the track team and Where's the football team – all knew how drunk I would get on weekends. But yet I never drove the side-by-side. I had the key to get in there. I had the key to start it and drive around. I knew I it's had called to, being a normal human being. I had the key to the fuel tanks. Respectful. And I just never did it. <laughs> the fuel tanks. You being drunk on that side-by-side, where would that have gotten you? Like, where would you have possibly oh, went? I have no idea, but, I, like, that thing's fuel mileage was great. But yeah, I could have gotten some places with that. It was four-wheel drive, diff lock, everything. Yeah, but, like... like I, do I don't know what I would have done with it, Where though. Where would you have gone? Like, just in the woods? Probably back in the holler. Maybe on the main road, because, I mean, I used to drive past Campo when I was working, and they wouldn't even second-guess. Like, I'm talking down on Main Street. Yeah, I but you're at 2 a.m. just with yeah, your shirt, 2 with your like, shirt cop, off and a bloody nose. You're not driving down the street. <laughs> cop pulls me over. Where are you going? Beer run. <laughs> uh, where'd you get the keys? I own it. There's a lot of good times. I bet you... Coach Logan was so happy to get out of there. I mean, he always helped me out. Great, great guy. But he was probably so happy to get me out of his hair. Kind of like the history department. They made sure I graduated on time to get me out of there. Everybody loved you. I don't know about everybody. There's a lot of good times, though. I'll tell you what. Probably the three best new member educators that club has ever seen, though, sitting right here. Mm Mm-hmm. We taught those kids some stuff. We played and we played by the rules in case any faculty members are listening. We did play by the rules because we didn't want to get in trouble and lose the house. We had just worked our asses off to get back. Yep. That is the honest to God Always. truth. I don't care what other people listen to this and be like, oh, I know those three. They did not. No, yep. we played by the rules when it came to that stuff. Now, we may not have had the rules played when we were going through it, but we didn't have a house on campus either. Uh, <clears throat> but 
I'll tell you what, one of the funnest activities we ever did as new member educators is that toilet bowl fight. Or the toilet Oh, fight. a toilet paper fight? Yeah. That was hilarious. Dude, that was the most it was fun dodgeball ever. But with toilet paper rolls, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I kind of ruined it at the end, though, if you remember. Uh-uh. You remember did. Smith? I was hammered. Shocker. Smith Hayden-Looper. What'd you do? Oh, you uh, cut your finger open or something. No, no, no. no so no, we were that playing. That was during the Christmas we gift playing, exchange. We playing different the, story. We playing the toilet paper dodgeball. Yeah. And uh, remember we had the cornhole set up in the living room? You threw a bag at him? I threw a bag <laughs> and nailed him right in the back and knocked the wind out of him. And yeah, that was uh, that's what I took away from that night. Mad dog always ruined things. Yeah. Yep. Well, we never really did talk about the soup pole that we were starting to talk about, and then we kind of... That's what's great on. about this. We There's all kinds of rabbit holes to get to. We passed on to Muskingum, which is cool, because I'm, I'm sure our only listeners will have been muskies. Probably. For the most part. I, uh, you know... For if, this episode. If we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, I want to say... Get your beefs out on the table. I did kind of like the Bengals run. I was excited to see an Ohio team play in the Super Bowl. Yes. I'm happy they lost, because the Browns will have to play the Bengals. Multiple times a year, maybe even three down the road. Possibly. But if the Bengals win that Super Bowl with no offensive line. What's the Browns' excuse? What is the Browns' excuse? And then what are the Bengals next year when they Broke draft a line? Think about what think about what the Bengals did. It could be dangerous. Why do the Bengals still I feel like that was just like one of those years. It just felt like this year everything worked out great at the end of the year for the Bengals. It did. And they just like I just don't see that happening next year. Every that's what's great about the NFL. Every year is a new year. I know, and exactly. like one year, like it just can be like this year with the Browns, like so much different than last year. Right. Last year they got lucky with all, all their wins like, at the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year they got hot, and they could have went to the Super Bowl, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. But still, like that year Minnesota went to the NFC Championship game with uh, Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum. Case yeah, Keenum. Browns backup. The NFL is that awesome, yes. and I I know a lot of people are like yeah, I don't watch NFL. It's all rigged. It's I would agree to a point, but when it comes down to actually like players playing, it's not rigged. Well, the thing that's crazy is Tom Brady. Me. I mean, that man defies age. Did he How did. do you do that? How do you go to that many? Super I, I heard Russell Wilson game. spends over two million dollars a year on his body. Yeah, I heard that was chump change to what Tom Brady spent. Oh, Probably. I believe that. There's a story that Cliff Kingsbury told about Tom Brady because Cliff Kingsbury used to be a quarterback in the NFL. They went to a bachelor party. They were out till like four in the morning getting drunk, like they just partied hard. Yeah. And then, uh, so Cliff Kingberry wakes up all hungover in the morning. It was like seven in the morning. The sun was coming up. He goes out to the beach, and he's walking on the beach, and nobody's out there. And he sees Tom Brady out there, who was out with them partying all night. Right. Doing drills, like just doing like just going hard training <laughs> and stuff. He's like, wow, this guy's. And this is when Tom Brady was young. He's like, wow, this guy's just built different. Like, he's just nuts. I used to hate Tom Brady. I think it's more or less. I agree. I, I think it's I more or less I just hate the Patriots. Now I respect <laughs> Tom Brady, and I'm like, you know what? You're that good. Because once Tom Brady left the Patriots and he started letting his personality out, it's like, dude, I really like this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, and then you see how Mac Jones was in college, and Mac Jones during the first couple days as a Patriot showed his personality still being goofy and laughing and making stupid jokes. And in midseason, he doesn't say much except for what he's supposed to say, and then he gets off the podium. It's like, yeah. it's all Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Well, see, okay, I agree with that, but I think yeah, I think Brady played in the NFL for over 20 years. 20 years ago, it was, like, I feel like the whole pro-athlete, yeah. like, aspect, they were, they were supposed to be more quiet and just all about the team. 
now you see guys actually have like personalities show a little flamboyancy or a little bit of like who they are yeah you know and like the Patriots have like stuck to that twenty years ago right. method. It's weird, but like, like, Belichick. But like Brady yeah. didn't have that that even like that social. He didn't like there was no podcast for him to go on twenty years ago. Oh right, and listen to him talk about you know him as a person. Like I'm sure any like real radio show he was in in Foxborough was all about the Patriots. Oh probably it wasn't about his social life or yeah yeah. That, I think that's definitely my hatred for Tom Brady was actually hidden hatred for the Patriots and pure hatred for the Patriots and and it just proved it when he went to Tampa Bay and he had he enjoyed himself and I was like man that guy looks like a really fun time they did cheat a lot yes they did but I don't know how much that was actually Tom Brady though no I don't I don't think think that might have been but I'm just saying the Patriots did get I'm curious to see what the Patriots are this year without their offense coordinator they'll reload I think. Maybe. Yeah, they'll be fine. Say they, struggled, they, were... they struggled the first year without Tom, but they had the OC still. They got back to get got it back on the right track last year with the OC and Mac Jones. But... Now Mac Jones does not have an OC, so now he's got to go through that transition. Cause... Well, you got to think McDaniels, the OC. Uh, shout out McDaniels, Kent McKinley boy. Yep. Um, he Tom. left at one point before. He was going and... to, and then he didn't sign the paperwork to Detroit. No, he went before he coached the Denver Broncos, and the Patriots went to the Super Bowl that year. As a head coach? Or they almost went to the Super Bowl that year. As a head coach? Yeah, he was so. the head coach of the Broncos. He, they were 8-0. This, this, this was the year before they got Manning to come over. Cause when Manning, no, it was, a, it was a handful of years before that. I don't remember the Broncos? That. Yeah, it was a few years before that. I thought so Mc, it was before McDan- 2015. McDaniels was there yes. at Tebow. This is when we were like like... Tebow was the lead up to. Tebow Manning. was with McDaniel's. Was he? And then when they got Peyton Manning to go over there, McDaniel's left. Let's, let's look. They let's, hired. Yeah, a, check they this hired, out. They hired, this, more is, this is curious to me. I've never heard Josh this. McDaniel's. But do you find it interesting that all except for three playoff games this year, well, all field goal or overtime? Yeah. Nuts. I mean, like, okay, I, I understand it's, it's it's playoff football, and you have teams that are good. You're not playing the Lions or right. Oh, so he coached two years with the Broncos. Uh, he had an 11 and 17 record. What years was he there? Uh, also, saying, John Carroll guy. Yeah, but I knew that. I'm just saying. I think I think the whole overtime His dad coached us at Glen Oak. Those have to be pushed, man. It's hard not to believe it. It's hard not to. Like how many games this year? 2009, he coached the Broncos. So. Oh, okay. So it was a while. That was the Steelers' super, last Super Bowl run. I bet Peyton Manning went there in 2011. No, Peyton Manning no, went there we in 15. were in college. Yeah. 15. 16. That's when he retired. No, Peyton Manning no, retired. No, he went to the Broncos. 17. He went to the Broncos his last year in the NFL. He, you know, he, he, no, he, he was there. Two he was, Super Bowls he was the at the Broncos for four no. years. He played in two Super Bowls with the Broncos. Peyton Manning? Look yeah, up. he was there for four years. Look it up, Jamie. He went to the Super Bowl. Don't call lost me to Jamie. He lost to the Seahawks his first Super Bowl with Broncos. And then next year he was out for like the entire season with neck surgery again. And then he went back and won it again in his last year. Super I bet Bowl he went 50. there 2010, 2011. No, that was Tebow's time to knock out Steelers. Tebow was only there for like two years. Tebow's well, there. I know for a fact Peyton Manning was with the Broncos when I was in college because we watched He it went there in 15? This game. I believe that was the year uh, they... He's been in the Hall of Fame. What Super Bowl was this this year? Peyton Manning retired. Peyton Manning's already in the Hall of Fame, which means he had to have retired five years ago. Six. Six yeah. now. Right. 
Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, oh, or uh, last game he, he played was there 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Okay, so 15 was your year you retired. We had it backwards. Well, me and Nick did. Tom had it right. Crazy. Peyton Manning. Damn, 15 was the 50th Super Bowl. I don't know, man. I I mean, kudos to all the teams in, that played, but I. It is rigged. I don't know. Two point. Score controlled, at least. Two point, yeah. Yeah, the refs have to have something. The Super Bowl proved that this year. Oh, dude, those. Because that linebacker is always going to get called for that. That's Cincinnati. As sad as it is, that holding call or pass interference right there on the goal line for third and whatever, third and goal for the Lions, that the linebacker actually had Cooper Cup covered. That's unfortunately, in the way this game's set up, that linebacker's getting that call every single time because there's no official there to see clear cut what's going on. And all the receiver has to do is stumble a little bit, and he's getting that flag. What about that Cincinnati touchdown? We'll start the second half. That was, was that a blatantly mass. missed call. Pretty even game, really, ref-wise. Yeah. The rest really didn't Aaron call Donald anything all game until, until the last two end. minutes, and it was like, why? The whole let game let was great play. because it's like they're playing, they're letting them play, and then at the end. They're like, I guess in fairness, it probably was no different than that. I bet there's four blown calls every NFL game. Oh, probably. But there could probably. be 30. There could be I mean, 30. And the calls are so close. The two biggest ones, or the three really biggest calls were probably that face mask, that holding call, and in the fourth and one at the end of the game, Aaron Donald was offsides. His helmet was completely uh, over the line of scrimmage. Even notice that. Which typically they give you a warning the first time, and then you back it up, and if you do it again, then you get the flag. But still, here's a question: Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? I say yes. In I my say. opinion, he has to be. He's on forty. What forty two game winning drives? Yeah, yeah. More career. than Breeze and all those guys. No, that's something you can't really. Is he got more than Breeze? Oh, he has since two thousand ten. Oh, Sorry. since two thousand ten. Yeah. I was gonna say all time. Big. Yeah. Tom Brady's number one, um, and then I forget who's number two, and then it's Ben, number three. Stafford's probably up there though. Probably, yeah. Matt Ryan, unbelievably, is actually in that, too. I think Stafford's a guy who, because he played for the, such a bad team for so many years, his stats are, his stats are so hidden. Yeah. But they're also so legit. But if you look, okay, so it's 41 game-winning drives since 2010. Drew Brees had 35, Matt Ryan 35, Big Ben 34, and Russell Wilson 32. Yeah. Think about this, though, too. So the last triple crown many, winner before Cooper Cup was? Antonio Brown? Megatron. Okay. Who's his quarterback? Yeah, you're right. And now Cooper Cup goes gets triple crown. Who's his quarterback? Same guy. See, this is what I think about Stafford, though. Think of all the game-winning drives you just said, 41. Mm-hmm. How many years did he play with the Lions where 12? he had like three, four, five, six wins? Probably at least nine or ten of them seasons. Probably a lot. He only went to his playoffs one time before that. He was only where would, oh, was he? Where would the Lions have been without Matt Stafford? Well, they would have they would have been the Browns like oh and whatever a few of them. Well, they've had seven, three, and thirteen seasons. Yeah, something like that. Probably. Yeah. They're a sad franchise. It's sad they had a quarterback. They should have just sold out to win with them. They couldn't afford. They had uh, they had Caldwell their coach, and they were pretty good that year. And then they were stupid, got rid of him. You can't tell me those teams are poor and they can't go out and get someone like that. Okay. Salary cap restrictions though. Yeah, you get yourself in a bind easily with that stuff. I guess. Like the Chiefs why the Browns in a couple years now. are going to be in a very bad spot financially because they paid Patrick Mahomes so much money. Yeah. Travis Kelsey got paid so much money. You made enough money to like buy half. How are you going to pay for your own line that's still dollars. not very great? Yeah. How are you going to rebuild your defense when Tyron Matthew retires? Or Justin Houston retires? How are you going to rebuild that if you're paying Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey all your money? How are you going to resign Tyreek Hill with? When you have no money to resign, 
which he is not an elite wide receiver in my mind. Tyreek Hill? Yeah. I mean, he's pretty elite. I think he's probably elite. I think he's bottom five of the top ten. Oh, so you think he's a top 60 10? <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah, he's yeah, a I top definitely 10 said that receiver. really weird. But not pretty good stuff. He's, I don't think he comes anywhere near top five. I think he's uh I don't know. I have a personal hatred for Tyreek Hill, though. Because the motherfucker runs his mouth like he can go out to an Olympics and win an Olympic race. And he can't. He would finish last every single time. They have done programs or simulations for Hussein oh, Bolt. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a stuff. football player, though. He doesn't train for that. He says he can beat Hussein Bolt right now. And I don't think he can. Do you see Micah Parsons beat him? Yeah. Do you also see how he Yeah, dogged, that was, he that was Yeah, he lost the start and he gave up. He dogged it. Yeah. But Micah Parsons, you know who the 20... For, if you put Micah Parsons, Tyreek Hill, and the best pulling guard in the, off, or in the NFL on a 20-yard sprint off a whistle, you know who's going to win that? Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Every yeah. single time. Every single time. I don't know why, but it's awesome. Quentin Nelson's awesome. Nicest guy in the NFL now. Well, yeah. Dude, pancakes not. people and says, are you all right? My bad. <laughs> My favorite was uh, um, Philip Rivers. He would never cuss. Shoot! Gosh darn it! <laughs> but you ever see like he like he talks smack to people? Yeah, oh, he, he talked a lot. Everybody's he's the biggest trash talker in the league. And it's freaking hilarious. He's like, "That's right. Do you like that?" And he's like, "Go back to your own huddle." He's like, "You can't do a goddamn." Quit yelling thing in my about ear, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other things do we have on the agenda? Just out of curiosity. Oh, just not a whole lot. Just this and that. Nice. Let's see what kind of rabbit holes we can get into. I like it. You still have your dog? She's too old to live with me. She lives at mom and dad oh, still. Okay. She's 13. She's, she's curious because I'm petting Tank for the podcast viewers to understand. She's uh, she's going downhill. She's on painkillers every day now. That stinks. You ever try CBD for the pup? Dogs I've love tried that to get stuff. it, but I can't. I've, the easiest way for me to get it is my sister to buy it and then mail it to me. Where's she so, living? She lives in Illinois. Oh. Why can't you just buy it? Because I don't know what a good brand is, and she oh. does. And you can get it like PetSmart. Do you have a family video? Dogs. You can buy a CBD there. We don't have one anymore. There's no family video. This, uh, things are expired. Those are the blockbusters. Who would have thought, man? I just bought stock. <laughs> you might want to sell it. <laughs> you I'm know still hoping I, for my blockbuster stock. You know what? I have a bunch of. I have probably seven shares in. That's going to take off massively. Once it's done and <laughs> operational, That's snake oil. The <laughs> railroad village. bonds. Oh yeah, the Hall of Fame Village. Oh, okay, everything attached. I don't to know. The everything's NFL. going pretty poorly for them, but I hope. But think about it this way: everything that has the I NFL attached also. to it, I sold goes it nuts. Uh, I mean, it'll. I, sold mine. I feel like it'll. Like you, if you hold on to it long enough, you'll, you'll make profit. I'm gonna hold on to it. I have like sixty dollars into it. That's so it. Yeah, Hail Mary, I think. But I also had forty-five dollars in Dogecoin. And when it was up at its peak, I could have got five hundred dollars, and I held out, and then got short on cash, and I sold it. I had Doge I got one hundred twenty bucks. Less than three minutes, and made like three hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I and I didn't it. put a lot in. I literally had it for three minutes. I was like, "This is stupid. This is like, stu- why would I buy something like this?" Even though I didn't put that much in, so I just sold it. I didn't report any of the stuff I sold on my taxes. That I I always print my. <laughs> I reported everything <laughs> I made this year on my taxes. <laughs> I owe, I am a tax guy. Take Chad. this for what you guys Chad want. I the do my ATF, taxes. Tom McCauley does his the taxes. The ATF and the IRS needs defunded and abolished immediately. <laughs> They're both too 
huge thieving corporations that need to be disappeared. Oh, speaking of, I got a letter in the mail. Oh, boy. From the IRS. You're the father? Oh. And it says that, uh, it, it basically <laughs> tells me, it basically tells me that I was paid no. $1,400. Right. From the government. Oh, yeah. From the stimulus. They, you don't need to take that, that in there, though, because... No, but that's them telling you your refunds are going to suck this year because we gave you $1,400 last year. Mm-mm. Yeah, it they, is. They made it the... the You're saying that's not going to affect my taxes. They came out with a thing that said those were tax-free. No, they cannot penalize you tax on tax your taxes. Exempt for the next year? At all. So, like, that won't... I have all to three, claim it. It says three, I have to claim it. Though. No, you don't have to claim it. You just have to let them know you received all three. What they're doing is they're taking... I only got one. I got the last one. Then oh. this is important for you to pay attention to. Yes, because then you will... So what they're the doing is they're out. sending this out there, and a lot of different places are saying go to your bank statements and get them so you prove it. I didn't have to, fortunately, because I didn't want to do that. But what they're doing is there's still people out there that haven't gotten them all like you. you where there's people now. like me and Nick who have gotten all three of them. And what they're doing is they're keeping track of who's got it and who doesn't have it so they know who to send it to and who not to send it to. Mm. So you're going to get it eventually. Yeah, as long as you... It might be 10 years from now. Job, which is but, you, so probably you might be screwed. But that's what they're doing. That's why they're sending that stuff out. They're not, they, yeah. they came out after the first one and said, this stuff is not going to affect your taxes well, at all. The thing is, I didn't get any at first. And then Chad did my taxes. Shout out Chad. And then I got them. Well, that's, why they, that's how they tried to fix it last year. Yeah. Is they're like... The massive amount of people that didn't get them, they were trying to fix it by having people uh, get it through their taxes and stuff. If anyone important is listening, I just want to say I do do my taxes, and I claimed everything I made this year. I don't own a single rifle. They all they all fell in the boat when the boat sank. Yeah. But I, I did my taxes, though. I just, I no one important me. listens to this. There's like four people that listen regularly. <laughs> Plus, how the statute of limitations will be up by the time they figure it out anyway. It's true. It's really going to take a while to crunch into your safe of taxes. It'll be 15 years. All those stocks and properties. 15 years from now, they're digging through it, and they're like, well, we got this hint on a podcast that's been expired for like 12 years now. The company doesn't even exist anymore. What's this on Spotify? Spotify and Apple. You get the same contract Joe Rogan got? I fucking wish. <laughs> cancel Zach Fear. Cancel Zach Fear. <laughs> they did cancel Joe Rogan. Unfortunately, that's probably not the first time those words have been said. Yeah. Cancel Zach Fear. Yeah, you know, it's probably a good thing you're not in college. Like, it's it's a good thing. We didn't probably do this in college. All of us, it's probably a good thing we're all out of college now. Yep. Compared to, like, being freshmen now. Like, I would not want to go back and restart. I'll do it right now. I won't. I would. That's I, great. I'm not going to go back. to go to class. I just hang out there. Yeah, as long sure. as I can, like, obviously, like, I don't want it to be how it is right now. Because obviously, at some schools, you can't have these large so because of uh, you have to, you're social to, distancing. You're supposed to wear crap. your mask in the houses. Yeah, with like that's brothers. stupid. But like, if you get o- get over that stuff, that'd be so. I was at a I was at a concert just last weekend. There was forty four thousand people there. I don't know how they got that many people in there. It was bull riding, barrel racing, and Zach Bryan concert. No one was wearing a mask. I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers' last home game against the Browns and watched the Browns get their asses whipped. 68,000 people in Heinz Field. Here we go. Did not wear a mask. Well, yeah, there's no... I mean, it, we're it, over it. I mean, the country's moved on. Yeah, like, it's... it's it, it was a it, it was now. a political feat is what it was. It is what it is. And that's stupid. But that's all we're going to say about politics. Yes. That's all i got to say about that. Yep, and that's all I have about that. Forrest Gump. Amazing. Who'd you guys vote for? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I voted for Donald Duck. Donald Duck? <laughs> Best quack in the game. Mr. Quack Quack. That is like legitimately a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's not a funny one. So you guys going to DLMO this year? The Dave Litt Memorial Outing. Yeah. Shout out Dave Litt. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Dave. Honestly, I would like to. Where's it at this year? Did you go last year? I hope it's the same place as last year because if it is, we have to get a younger group of Ulsters to go. I didn't make it last year. Because it would be so cool. We would all have our own cabin. But we wouldn't get to hang out with the old the guys. Place. No, all the old guys are there too. We just sit outside because there's all just a bunch of mm-hmm. cabins. Sit outside in this like little complex yeah. and you golf. You just walk over to the golf right down the road. Or wow. you're, you're like, yeah, it's like perfect like damn yeah i did like the original place though too i don't remember, i don't know why we had to leave there i heard there were some issues that went on but I don't uh know. yeah i don't know why i mean i'm i will take credit for some of the i mean issues. that guy wasn't an ulcer and he did it out of the kindness of his heart so right like, cool i think he just was like all right they were all probably like all right it's time to find something new and the new place they have is better Really? It's better because you can literally just do your own thing. Like, if you want to go to the bar down the road, yeah, you can get a group and go. That's what we did. We, like, got a big group. They had a live band and everything. I know at the last place we were at, I did get way too drunk at the golf course. And when we got back, I opened up the door and fell through right through into that guy's plants and, like, flattened half of the plants that were growing. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's never okay. I, I don't remember if I really drank there or not, but... Uh, Who are you I, I know he golfed pretty well. I, no, you did not. Oh, you have things mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> when you drink really well, you golf I actually like shit. did golf for myself. I'm terrible, but for myself, I golf pretty like, Are decent. You, last time no, I golfed, you, came, you No, no, not that one. Not that time. The uh, last time, my dad and I went. We were, we came in like second, but my dad's pretty good, and we had another good I was say, last time player. I golfed with you, and you just started off by saying I died and had to sleep on the couch that night, but... Uh, that was atrocious that time. That time we shouldn't we, have been on that nice course too. Oh, that we course was junk. Huh? The one just up the road. Oh, I thought you were talking about the DLMO. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the DLMO. I'm talking about the last time I golfed with Meadow you. Meadow Lake, shout out Meadow Lake. Yeah. Dude, you almost <laughs> killed me on that course. Shout with a golf ball. I'm in the I'm in the cart, caddy corner behind you, and somehow you drilled the golf ball and ricocheted it around my head in the golf court. Yes. I don't know how you did it. I almost died. Well, that course is perfect for and I lost guys my, like us. I lost my knife on that course, too, but I got really drunk on that course. Yeah. When do you guys short think, amount of time. When do you guys think we went to that outing? Which one? All together. Like uh, this one last summer? The or Meadow Lake one or the no, DLMO? DLMO. It was three years ago. My, ju- my senior year? July 13th, 2018. Is that three years ago? Yeah. No, that's four years that's ago. That's crazy. Look at you. You're in the picture with the old guys, but there's us. I was so dirty. I'd just gotten off work that day. Oh, my God. That was fun. That was a great time down there. I enjoyed it. The best was when Nick and I got down there. We just showed up to this random guy's house. He's not even home yet. <laughs> we grabbed our, our two, uh, two bundles of water. And we just started hanging out on his back porch. Remember when we went? Oh, yeah. We were the only ones there because they were all... Uh, all right, and we're back because uh, Axel had to take a piss. I have a few questions. Um, this is going to be a speed round interview question style. Tommy McCauley, are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? Um, I think I'm more of a gatherer. Uh, you know, I, I typically... You have 20 seconds. 
I was going to say, do we explain these? I'm a gatherer, for sure. I can't really explain. I just, nah, I've never gone hunting. I feel bad if I kill a ladybug, if I'm being honest. Now you know someone that can take you hunting. Fair. Same question? Yeah. I'm obviously a hunter. I, I killed a massive buck this year, just under 150 inch spread. Um, I love bird hunting. I love shooting guns. I like going out and checking trails and just learning more about animals. So, I think I'm more of a gatherer. I think it's easier to like put a bunch of berries into your shirt pocket than it is to like kill a deer and trying to drag it, it is. out somewhere. But you can also use the animals <clears throat> to learn what's poisonous and what's not and what to eat and what not. One time, um, I actually went to the Fazoli's and... Uh, in the trash can, they had a whole bunch of thrown away pasta. So I stuffed it in my pockets and left. <laughs> now that's a gatherer if I've ever seen one. That's almost so much of a gatherer, I almost want to call you a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I want to call him a typical white girl going to a bar instead of chicken nuggets. He's got pasta in his pants. All right, here's the next interview question, Tommy. Uh, you are a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Um, I would be magenta. Mm. Um because my favorite character in Blue's Clues was Magenta. And I found out Magenta was a boy and Blue was a girl. Wait, so you I don't believe, my childhood. I don't believe in, in colors for genders or anything. So I'd want to break that barrier with crayons. What about you, Fear? You know, I'm trying to think of an answer, but I don't know of any different types of colors. I don't know, maybe like a red-green mix, but not too yellowish. I honestly don't know. <laughs> that's fair. I really don't know. I guess I would say orange because that's my favorite color. Here's a good question. Uh, what do you think about when you're driving the car alone, Tommy? I think about the willpower it takes for me um, to get to where I'm going because I really don't like leaving my house. So I'm like, is it worth it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. We're going to pass me. That's a dark road. We don't want to go down. All right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I usually daydream, and I don't realize quite what I'm driving sometimes, so I'll just, like, think about so maybe be... my future. Sometimes I'll think about, like, just past. So you're the type of person to be, like, driving from, say, Sheets in Cambridge to Muskingum. You're on 70, and all of a sudden you don't remember how you got to fucking Muskingum because you were daydreaming. Sounds pretty dangerous. Yeah, like stuff like that, but it'll be like That's a 10-minute period of time, and it's like, oh, wow. I'm and I rode in a really car hard. with you for eight hours? Like, sometimes I'll even think about, like, oh, what if I won the lottery right now, and, like, this happened? I mean, people like, all the time have those con- thoughts. I, yeah, I would say, go, like... That's what I do. I just think about that. Here, let's, let's like, what if it. I pitched a no-hitter for the Indians? Yeah, let me throw a similar question I mean, at you. To. So, okay, you, you a get a new job, you barely know any exits or whatever, and you're a new job, okay? Different school, let's say. How many times a day have you daydreamed uh, active shooter or some sort of scenario where you have to save today? It's funny you say that. I usually look around my environment when I'm Seventy-five percent of the male population daydreams of saving the day at their workplace. I thought about it today. Really? I swear to God, I do. I thought about I go. it today. I think I, about it all the time. Like, uh, well, also uh, there's eighth graders around me, so if one of them has a gun, I feel very confident that I could manhandle them. Which until you catch a round in the thigh, it's very possible. <laughs> but if I catch them blindsided, I, I maybe a little instincts kick in, uh, head on a swivel, coming downhill at them. You never know. Yeah. I won't. I won't name the school, but when I subbed, yeah, um, I do remember I was thinking about that, and like, I don't know. I know normally like it's like hero or zero, so it's like fight or flight. Like either right. Way. I mean, you could hide behind the desk, probably, but, but the room I was in. Like, I don't think there are any windows. 
That's, no, a, that's was, a fight room. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a, fight, a fight room. <laughs> that's a fight room or you better get out of the room. Like, if I think if I'm like, if I'm in the room with students and I hear like, say gunshots down the hall. Yeah. Like, not in a mean way, but I'm trying, I'm probably trying to push these kids out like the window or like push them through a door. Right. Even if you're on a top floor. So you thought about If I too. should jump out the window. If, I, get out if, of if the they door. break a leg or an ankle, they'll recover. Yeah, exactly. I but, thought about this too. Like, obviously I'm not a teacher or anything doing any substitution stuff or anything yet. I've just done observation hours. But I'm in, I'll sit in the back of the classroom, I'll observe kids and be like, all right, that kid, leader, I give him directions if something bad were to happen, teacher go down or whatever, and be like, all right, window there or get everybody in the back of the class, get these desks molded in front of you as kind of some sort of barrier in front of you. I'm I'm going to try and take care of this type deal. Like where it's, you know, before anything bad would happen to those students, they have to come through me. Whether that's an easy job for that dude or whatever would happen or not, my first instinct is, what am I What am I going to do with these 14 to 22 students? Well, hey, at that they have Chromebooks or laptops. That's a weapon. I, I tell them, you guys, like I always, I've said this before. My first you thing grab is, it, you throw it. My first thing is, if you hit the shooter, get out of line of sight. I don't even like talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter if you're in a restaurant, let's say. First thing I would tell someone is, out of line of sight. They can't see you, they can't shoot you. Get out of line of sight. They can't see you. They can't stab you. Out of line of sight. They can't see you. They can't hit you. Get out of line of sight. Let my body determine whether it's going to make a flight or flight response. And I'll take the brunt of the punishment while you get away scot-free. They should have metal detectors at Golden Corral. Golden Corral probably just need to tore down, especially now that COVID's going. All right, next interview question, uh, which is interesting that these are actual interview questions. What was the last gift you gave someone? We'll start with fear. The last um, gift you gave someone. I know mine because it was uh, just the other day. Oh, my brother and his wife, my, I got him a gift card to Applebee's for Christmas. And it was a little, I put it in like a slide up card that was in the shape of a burger. And I stuck it in our Christmas tree thinking that whenever they would come over with their girls and do Christmas with my mom and dad's, that my mom would, you know, grab it and give it to them since I wasn't there for Christmas. And... No, she forgot, tore the tree down, and I found it sitting on the counter. So the other day, I just, two weeks ago when I was home, I took it over and gave oh, it to okay. him. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I got my dad a burger the other day from B-Dubs. I got my girlfriend flowers the other day. It was Valentine's Day, so mm. she got me a few things, too. I was going to say, that should probably be an easy her. one. Uh, I ordered a sweater. It hasn't come yet. No. I bought a nice shirt today. I'm going to show you guys it, but you guys probably laugh. Yeah, probably. Next question. Any advice for your previous boss? Previous boss? Like previous employer? Yeah, your your previous boss. So not the boss you have now, but the one before that. Um, well, I actually still text him sometimes. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, he's on top of everything. He was always he was always on top of like if things were going wrong or we had issues, like he was on top of it. So I, I don't I don't know. More pizza parties. There we go. <laughs> uh Okay, mine's a little bit more like serious. My boss. Uh, Shout out to Brandon Mauer, by the way. My Shout old, out Brandon Meyer. I won't, Mauer. Mauer. I won't say my old boss. The uh, the beat ups I used to work at in um, in Cambridge, Ohio. My general manager would always post stuff about like mental health, but he was also kind of an asshole. And like I know he put a lot of people. So he down. was doing what he was supposed to corporately, but not carrying through. Yeah. So I'd be like, don't you know, like preach what you post, I guess. Hmm. I really don't have advice for my previous boss. I feel like... You were your boss, kind of. No, I mean, I had a boss. 
And it depends on which boss, too, because I feel like I had two bosses. So I'm going to skip that. <laughs> um, what's the funniest thing that happened to you recently? Oh, I got Ooh, this. this is tough. I got this. Oh, good. You go first. I'll think. So when you get a compound bow, you have a little D-loop on the back of your string. That's what you hook your release to to pull it back, right? And I had just bought this bow a couple, maybe a month or so after I shot my buck. So we're talking like late October, early November is when I bought it. And uh, I'm not going to say where I live so I don't get kicked out of my apartment. But it's only seven yard shot. I set my target up in my apartment, stand in the kitchen, and I shoot my target. I don't miss. Uh, I, I'm just building repetitive muscle memory type deal. And I had frayed that D-loop. I had shot so many times that that D-loop started to wear away. And I didn't realize it, and I went to shoot one day, and I clipped it on. What it is, it's still connected completely, but the release doesn't have the pressure point. It's just it's just close, open, close, open, that's it. So when it gets too skinny, it slides right through the loop. And I didn't realize it. I had gotten on that skinny thing. I had gotten my bow maybe a quarter of the way back, and I was about to pull it up, put sight on target, and it slipped off, and I punched myself in the face so hard that, like, I thought I was going to fall down. I thought I may have given myself a concussion. Like, I was drowsy for a few minutes and then it kicked in like i need to go check the drywall because there was an arrow that just went flying across the room no no damage done except for my face so i punched myself in the face really fucking hard dang <laughs> that's pretty funny uh, <clears throat> uh i i was cheering that the rams won the super bowl but all the customers at the bar were Bengals fans <laughs> so my tips weren't that great that's a self-inflicted wound. I can't really think of anything funny that happened to me recently. You trip going upstairs they or anything? They weren't Bengals fans, but they supported the Bengals, I guess. Yeah. I'm glad no one was there to see me punch myself in the face because I would never have lived it down. Like, it was literally like, like this quick. I said it and it took a few minutes, but it was literally like this quick. Like, that was a motion of fear punching himself in the face. What's next? They're... Uh, so know. pretend you're a CEO of a company. What three concerns about your firm's future will keep you up at night? Uh, financial stability in the markets. Um, employees hurting other employees costing me money. And making new sales and growing the business. Sexual harassment, COVID-19, <laughs> uh violations as far as mandates about masks and financial gain i feel like my biggest concern would be somebody else finding a way to do it better but that's so why you like, always got to work and yeah so yourself. somebody else like kind of taking away to doing it better yeah and then another concern would be like someone within the company screwing the company that's a very yeah real possibility too and then a third one hmm I don't know. That's tough. I guess it would just be like the economy as a whole. Like, what so, if we go? What if like some like COVID or something terrible happens? To we should they, all start a business. We had all three each valid concerns. We did. Sexual harassment was Tommy's top of the list. <laughs> that Chuck E. Cheese man. Uh, how would you rate your memory? We'll start with you guys. Yeah, because you forget. <laughs> <laughs> I think my memory is really good, honestly. Like, I remember specific details about things that 
pretty impressive, I think. I think my memory, it's all right. You can go 50-50. There's certain things that I will never forget. Um, History-wise, personal things that's happened to me, I'll never forget. Um, like, I remember killing my first deer. Remember everything I said and everything like that. And then there's things where, like, someone's trying to make plans or something like that. Two days now or ten minutes from me now. And I'm like, wait, what? I had plans? So I'm, I'm pretty 50-50. Like, it's either really good or really bad. I have had 12 concussions, to clarify. Oh, I got a good one. These are great interview questions. Uh, describe the color yellow to somebody who is blind. This is hilarious. My buddy's actually colorblind. Go for it. Go for it. You go first. Have you ever described the color yellow? Not yellow, but uh, Facebook, there's a couple months ago, um, there's this picture. It was all purple stuff on it, and it said, tell your buddy that this is pink. And I messaged him and said, hey, Lane, look, it's orange. And he messaged me back. He's like, fuck you, dickhead. Was actually, the guy was on the first episode. And so would, how would you describe it? Yellow. I would say... To a blind person. Imagine orange vomit or something like but that. But they can't see. They don't know what orange is. They, they can see different colors. No, this Certain is a colors. blind person, not oh, a colorblind person. Oh, Take the worst smell you've ever had and imagine that as a color. Okay. Um, I would, I would tell them yellow is whatever you want it to be because it's subjective. <laughs> I would tell them think about confidence, brightness, and like you're opening the gates of heaven all in once, and it's a color. Mm. And I bet they picture something like the color yellow. The color yellow represents confidence. Does it? Yeah. So if you wear it in an interview, what's red? What's red stand for? I don't know. Do you wear yellow suits to your interview? I wear. A, I, I would like to wear a yellow, yellow suede suit. A yellow tie. Let me bounce something off your guys' head. Yellow suede. So <laughs> <laughs> I am super confident. It's fuzzy, <laughs> sir. Why do you want this job? I already have this job. <laughs> so I, I said something that came about this last time. So, when you die, as a, as a human being dies, there's been recorded and proven there's seven seconds of brain activity afterwards. You guys believe me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe it. They say in that seven seconds, this obviously isn't proven. They say in that seven seconds of brain activity, you're reliving all your memories. What if we're reliving memories right now? I mean, it's taking long. It's taking a while. It's taking for a while us, it long. would feel like a lifetime, though, right? It yeah. would feel like a lifetime for us, like we're going through it for the first time. But know. for the doctor standing over us, he just pulled the plug, he's sweating because he just tried to bring us back to life, and it was that fast. See, I'd relive a lot of memories, but I don't think I would relive like me just reading a book like of I, that I don't want to read for school. Things yeah. like that. Well, that's, I, like, I, I wouldn't would do that because that. I never did that. I didn't start reading books until after I graduated college. Well, I have to right now sometimes. I do it for fun now. I don't know. Helps me sleep. That'd be a crazy thought. Sometimes I think you guys aren't real, and it's just my world. What like if this is like the show? real? Yeah, like this is just a giant game show or like a reality. Yeah. Like like the Matrix. You're really full of yourself, aren't you? You're you're the only one awake right now. It makes me weird when I take a shower though, because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. Like, why do you guys care about what I do in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that the, if there was cameras around, they wouldn't go in the shower. For Commercial it. break. Or be like Miss Gingham, be like, oh, we don't care what these dudes did here. Let's let's just paint over this black mold. They'll never know. Uh, 
struggling to find another one? Uh, so a penguin walks through that door right there, which mm -hmm. is the door to our right. And he's wearing a sombrero. <laughs> say that again? A sombrero. <laughs> what does he say, and why is he here? I got... We're going to hurt some people. I need your help. I can't tell you about it. We can never speak about it again. Whose car are we going to take? You in? Um, I think he like says like something about the dog being here. Like, oh, what's the deal with the dog? He would... Who invited that guy? I would say it's too damn warm in here for a penguin. The literal approach. It's too damn warm in here for a penguin. And then I would tell him that today is not Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> I, I would tell the old Billy Madison approach. Yeah. I would tell Tom that he's the new Concord Fire Chief, and hey. let it, let's see what's happened. Hey, I got a can from what I've heard. Was it because of you? Maybe you take over that job. That's right. It's open. Tank, you're really being a nuisance right now. <laughs> Look at him wag his tail. He don't care. How would you value the store on the corner? So, what are the stores in the corner? We have a Dollar General and a Rite Aid. Should I, or should I answer this about the one down by me? There's a Krause's on the corner, too, which we put at high value. We are big Krause's. Shout out Krause's. Shout out Krause's Pizza 30th Street. We are going Krause's. there after this podcast, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. uh, Krause's Pizza is delicious. It's homey. It's... It was fun the one time I was there with you guys. Yeah. And so the store down on the corner from me is actually the Barbersville Mall. So... It's very useful, I guess you could say. It's got a field stream in it. Next to my house, there is the old Canton Center Mall. Which the Mallette Mall? Mallette Mall, which is uh, now out of business, which I valued at one point in time as a child. as a very uh, cool place to go to. But Now it's where the crackheads go. And now it's where crackheads go to park their vans and do uh, do weird stuff. I don't know. Whatever crackheads do. Whatever crackheads do. Probably crack. Dude, I would love to see a crackhead Olympic. If you were a crackhead for 20 minutes, what would you do? Crack. I don't know if I can <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can answer that question because I've been through different experiences and I reacted differently in all of it. So there's no telling what I would do if I was on crack. Okay, if you were high off crack for 20 minutes, what like right now, what do you think you would want to go do? First thing, probably get some food. I don't See, but they're skinny. They're skinny. I don't think that's it at all. I think I'd be hiding in an attic somewhere or a closet. I'd want to, like... I don't know. Kill um, someone's face off, maybe. Like, I don't know. I would have to give someone my keys because there's certain things in my truck I that I would not be able to have con I would with. desire a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hydrate. <laughs> oh. I don't what about, know. What about bath salts? You guys heard what happens on bath salts, don't you? It's funny. Uh, Nothing's funny about bath salts, Nick. Carry on. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. They say you eat people's flesh off bath salts. You scratch yourself off yeah. yourself. Well, okay. Bath salt's the street name. They're not really no, bath it's, salts. it's not Epsom salt. No. Yeah. No, but... Uh, Can you simmer? You know, like, everything wild happens in Florida. Yeah. Like, specifically, like, southern Florida. Yeah. Uh, I saw... I was in, like, high school, and it was, like, uh, that's when, like, the whole, like, local Florida man, like, <laughs> meme started, <laughs> which are hilarious. But they talked about, like, a guy bath salts, like... Oh police were like shooting him and they shot him like seven or yeah. they shot him with like a full like 50 cent type of deal like they shot him like nine times oh my but he was like they're like all nine shots were like fatal shots yeah and he kept like walking forward and they're like what is this guy 
Well, see, in Iraq... He died. He died, though, eventually. In Iraq, during the invasion of Fallujah in 2004, uh, terrorists would come from all over the Middle East to be in this battle because they knew it was coming and there was a huge build-up to it. Mm -hmm. So there was no hiding that the U.S. was about to take Fallujah. And they would... What the soldiers and the books I've read have described is horrifying. And to the fact that they would shoot these dudes and they would not die... Or they would shoot and they would drop and then they'd have to fight from behind themselves because the dude got up and grabbed another gun. Or they would take a A1 Abrams, drop a building on this dude, and then for a stupid military headshed crap, they'd need a battle assessment, BDA, and they would, battle damage assessment. They would sift through the rubble of the building and find him still alive. And then what they ended up finding out in okay. different buildings was they were shooting up adrenaline and other kinds of heroin and mm. drugs and shit like that. Well, that's where heroin, that's where opium, like opium. Opium is grown mainly in Afghanistan. Yeah. But this was Iraq I'm talking about. Okay, so uh, as I went back through and listened to uh, Nick and Tom's episode with me, I uh, realized that the recording had cut off uh, before the end of our conversation. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, so... Uh, we've just finished up with the interview questions that we were doing then. Um, at the end of it, I ended talking about how um, insurgents in Iraq in 2004 were shooting up all kinds of different drugs to fight against U.S. soldiers um, and how terrifying it was and descriptions and stuff that soldiers went through and um, firsthand accounts and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, which we were pretty much done with a conversation right after that. Um, Nick uh, ended up having to take his dog tank outside um, to go to the bathroom um, and we ended up uh, cleaning up and then going over to Krause's um, the very same Krause's they were talking about earlier um, and we got dinner they had some beers I hung out for a little bit and then I went home um, so this is a, over a week later I finally got, a, got to listening to it um, and found a mistake so I don't know if it was because uh, the recording cuts off at an hour and a half or what what it is but uh, I'll eventually figure it out and know better for next time but uh, that won't be the last time I have those two on here um, that was a lot of fun um, the playback sounded awesome um, I hope you guys like it it is a very brief uh, light into how we lived our college days um, those two and me, there's one weekend, and every Ulster from the last seven years has seen the picture or heard about the stories. Um, but there was one weekend, uh, I believe me and Nick were seniors and Tom was a junior. And we woke up on a Sunday morning after partying all, all weekend long, and Nick had two black eyes, Tom had a massive black eye, and I had a black eye with a heavy scratch over one eye. So we all three came out pretty roughed up from that weekend. Um, I believe Tom got in a boxing match it, it was both agreed upon boxing match it wasn't like they fight or they were fighting for any uh, particular reason they just agreed to do it um, Nick and me were hanging out Friday with everybody else got pretty drunk um, and he I had I grabbed him behind the head head butted him gave him a black eye um, he punched me in the face in retaliation gave me a black eye and then the next night Nick's buddy Chad uh, dropped Nick with a good hook because uh, apparently Nick was too drunk but 
yeah, we all we all ended up having a great weekend. Spent a lot of time with those guys. They're great guys. Um, Nick is very down to earth, um, well centered. His family's awesome. He's gonna be a great teacher. Um, so I wish nothing but the best for him. I look forward to the next time I get him on the podcast. Um, Tom's gonna be whatever route he decides if he wants to, you know, get a teaching license or if he wants to go and continue to pursue his uh, dream to be a cop. Either way, he'll. He'll be successful himself. He, he's got to drive like nobody else. Um, both good guys. Um, down for whatever. Love them to death. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, if you want to hear anybody else or you want to you be on the podcast and talk about this or that or you want to talk outdoors stuff, you want to hunt, and fish, whatever, um, just feel free to message me. Um, Leave a review um, up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Grindstone Adventures. Um, and this stuff is not possible without uh, followers and listeners, so I appreciate it, and I, I, I'm very thankful for all of you. Um, we joke that we don't have many listeners on this, but that that's all that was. It was joking. This is still a very... Uh, it's in infant stages right now, um, so I'm not going to have a lot of listeners. And that, that, that was purely joke. Um, so if there's any suggestions, any critiques, throw them at me. Anything helps. So um, got topics you want covered or you want to hear about, shoot me a message. We'll, we'll get them on here eventually. Um, so I'm in the process of scheduling a bunch of different guys, trying to get different people on here, uh, different accolades. Um, buddy of mine from college played middle linebacker at uh, Muskie. Um, talked about him earlier in the podcast. Brandon Schoen. Looking forward to that one coming up. Um, I am going to renumber this podcast episode because uh, the one with Christian, Balkovic, Tangle, and Witter, and Colin has uh, been pushed back again, um, scheduling conflicts. So um, this this one will be bumped up to, I believe, will be six, um, episode six. Brandon Jones will come out on uh, March 11th. This one will be March 4th. This one comes out, which obviously you will know if you're listening to it. So, um, And then I'm in the works of getting the Muskingum head eSports coach um, on here and a former Muskingum GA track coach that I got along with well um, to talk track. So, uh, yeah, just keep your ears p- tuned in. And uh, we'll, we're, we're trying to get some more things, different values and different views, uh, different opinions. Um, things you may not know you want to learn about so um, just keep your ears tuned to us and uh, spread the word about us you know um, appreciate everybody that listens um, you know with that um, go out there enjoy life go do what you want to do don't don't sit back and wait for time and get perfect just go do it man nothing like the present and with that I'm out this is Zach Fear, uh, host of Grindstone Adventures later